Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. South Sports Live, South Sports and Stuff podcast. If you're not catching the live show, thanks a lot for tuning in here on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. Every week, every Thursday, 7.30, we do this. And then again, on the podcast. So if you're not here watching on the stream, you're catching on the podcast, I appreciate that. That's how we like to roll here to make sure everybody gets a little bit of the South Sports live or South Sports and stuff, no matter what we're talking about. We got the chat box open tonight. Uh, I want to make sure I can open that up for everybody here and say, yep, let's go. Please, I'm going to write it in right now as we go on. Please keep comments. I guess what? Respectful? How about appropriate? We use appropriate. I'm going to write that in right now. And make sure I spell appropriate, right? And get going here on the live show. Thanks a lot for coming in. All right, so here's what we're going to do tonight. We got Isaiah McKenzie coming aboard. He's scheduled to join me, Buffalo Bills wide receivers, uh, wide receiver. And then we're going to have Chris Ryan from NJ.com going to join me to break down the New York Jets. A lot to talk about with the Jets specifically. But really, this show, taking a look back quickly on the Kansas City Chiefs and taking a look ahead to the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills because this is a game that the Bills really need to get right. They need a bounce back game. And I think a lot of you are expecting that. Vegas is expecting that. The Bills are actually 13 and a half point underdogs. That is the uh, highest total. In fact, I looked when it was 11 and a half. I haven't looked since. When it was 11 and a half earlier in the week, it was the highest the Bills have been a road favorite since 1994, which is pretty incredible. I don't know what it is now, 13 and a half, but that is uh, a really, really big favorite for any team and the Buffalo Bills going on the road. Now, maybe some concern, though, with some injuries. The injury report came out today, and the Bills have some guys banged up, including guys who were not necessarily banged up yesterday at practice, which is a little bit of concern. Let me explain why. So showing up in the injury report today as limited were Josh Norman and Tredavious White, and both were not on the injury report yesterday. Now, yesterday it was more of a jog through. There was no... Helmets, no shoulder pads, no things like that. Team was trying to get their legs back. So that could be the reason. But also when you see a guy go from no, you know, having a full practice to then having a limited practice and then a hamstring injury like Josh Norman, you have to wonder, did something happen at practice today? Do you have some sort of setback? Because that's what happened to him last time. And that's why he missed a few games. In fact, uh, three games with BNIR, he came back against the Las Vegas Raiders. So you have to wonder if maybe something happened there or it's Redavious White. We know, won't know for sure. Matt Milano was limited at practice today, but that was kind of be expected. I mean, last week, the week before, he had not played. It's been two games now. He's got the pectoral injury. Not sure exactly how close he was to playing last week, but he did practice a lot of last week, whether it was in a full or limited capacity. And then Cam Lewis, boy, I feel for Cam, man. 
here's a guy from UB getting a shot, starting in the NFL uh, on defense, first time uh, last couple of weeks, but he gets his shot to start in the corner, start, start in the slot corner actually for Taron Johnson and the very first play of the game. If you go back and watch it, he went and he gave a shot to Clyde Edwards-Alaire and he came up and you could tell his arm was kind of hurting him, his arm, his shoulder, whatever it was, but it turned out to be a wrist injury. Maybe he even injured, injured it later because he went back in the game. He never actually came out. And then he was still in for about maybe two series and then he left. And then at practice, when I was out there this week, he had a really big, like an oven mitt on his arm, basically at his hand. So we'll see, you know, what the deal is with, with Cam Lewis, but he did get the start over Taron Johnson. So we'll also see if, um, you know, the bills are going to stay with that personnel grouping going forward as they take on the New York jets. As far as the jets are concerned, they have some injuries as well. Now, obviously they're depleted. They're trading guys. Um, they're basically looks like they're in cell mode, which is understandable at 0 and 6, but also Sam Darnold is still not fully recovered from his shoulder injury. However, he was limited in practice today again, and he said he came out of practice feeling good. We'll get with Chris Ryan about that when he joins me a little bit later in the program. We'll talk about Sam Darnold and whether or not he will actually play in this game, but he has missed the last couple of games. We'll see what they do with him. They're in an interesting position with Darnold. If this team finishes at the top of the draft, they're probably taking Trevor Lawrence, which means Darnold won't be around. So if you think that might happen, if you're the Jets, do you think about even trading him now before the trade deadline? That could be something they think about. On top of that, if you don't trade him and you play him, is he good enough to maybe get you a couple wins? And then you're not in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. So I think there's a, a lot of things going on with the Jets that they have to deal with. And even their kicker actually has been missing practice this week. That's something to monitor. And then Jamison Crowder, he actually hurt his groin in practice yesterday. That's a guy, I like Jamison Crowder. I think he's a good player, a uh, good slot wide receiver, but looking like right now it's trending towards him not playing against the Bills. I want to take a look back real quick against that Kansas against the Kansas City Chiefs that game because there's been a lot of debate about the um, game plan the Bills employed on defense. And I've been on record on Twitter, at Sal Sports, on radio, on WGR, saying that I think the game plan was the right one. It was the smart one. It doesn't mean it has to work completely. And it didn't work completely because the Bills obviously got run on for 245 yards. I get all that. But as Sean McDermott said, and I agree with him, against the Kansas City Chiefs, you basically have to pick your poison. Do you want Tyreek Hill to kill you? Do you want Patrick Mahomes to kill you? Do you want the passing game to go for 400 yards and over the top? And they decided, no, we're not going to let that happen. We'll invite them to run. Unfortunately, the Bills didn't do enough to stop them from actually running as much. So I think if you want to lay, lay any blame at the game plan, maybe it is throughout the game, not doing a little bit more to, you know, start to creep up against the run and to stop the bleeding, so to speak. But I think overall, if you want to play the Kansas City Chiefs and be in the game at the end, I think that is the way to do it. And that's really what happened with the Bills on Monday night, which is they were still in the game. They had uh, a chance for the football. They thought they had a fumble. They would have been down six at the 30-yard line of Kansas City in the fourth quarter. On top of that, they had a third and 12. They didn't stop them. That's what they needed. The Bills needed two things on Monday they did not get. They did not get critical stops on third down. And they did not get points from the offense. The offense, to me, was a bigger issue than the defense, despite, and I know that sounds weird, because the defense gave up 245 yards rushing. That sounds incredible to say, but it's true, because in the NFL these days, you can run for all you want. If you're not scoring points, it doesn't matter. You can take as much time off the clock as you want. If you're not scoring points, it doesn't matter. And the Chiefs were held to 26 points. It wasn't the perfect game plan. I thought it was the smart and the right one, and I thought, for the most part, they did exactly almost not exactly, they did a lot of what they wanted to do, which is force the Kansas City Chiefs to try and run the ball. So, and I think that's why the Bills were still in the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, just you know, didn't get those points 
and connect on a lot of those drives early on to make a difference. All right, we are going right now to welcome in our guest, which is Bill's wide receiver, Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah, what's up, man? It's Sal. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm, I was trying to figure out why I wasn't logged in, but I had to put the display name. I'm like, all right. Oh, well, there you go. There's, we got your name right there, Isaiah McKenzie. I got it. So at least I know I always spell it right. Some Isaiahs are Ike. Are you ever called Ike? Uh, Rarely. Okay, so I won't do that. I just want to make sure. What? What? Do you have? A, do you have any nicknames? Uh, people say iMac. You know what I'm saying like no. iMac. All right. Or did you say Isaiah? I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I don't really care. Why is your uh, Twitter handle? What is it? Cra- what? Tell me what your Twitter handle is. I have it here. It's C R. What is it? Ridiculous. Oh, there you go. Okay, now I yeah. get it. What it is? Well, that, could be, that, that could be your nickname. Yeah, that's true. I haven't even used that Twitter in years. I don't even know the password to it. So, but it's still right, well, there. I, I noticed that because I was gonna, I was actually gonna tag you that you were coming on, and then I said he hasn't even tweeted since 2017. Yeah, so yeah. What's yeah. Are you not, a, are you not a social media guy, or do you just use other social uh, media? Well, I haven't. Well, I only have Instagram. That's about it. But um, Twitter, I use in 17. But uh, I before that, I didn't have a Twitter. I created one when I got in the NFL, but then I. I never really tweeted, so I was like, no point. All right, Isaiah, let me talk about something really serious here, all right? I, I got to ask you. I have been told by many people that you are the biggest trash talker on the team, okay? Yeah. You yeah. love to run your mouth, pal. Yeah, yeah. Is that true, first of all? And tell me a little bit about why you love to talk so much trash. Um, it, it is true. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it, it's true. Um, the reason why is... I try to get people amped. I try to get people, you know, on the edge. You know, like I don't, I don't trash talk to where it's, uh, it turns, it gets physical, or somebody wants to get mad and fight or things like. I just talk trash. I try to get people amped up. I'm like, you know, the energizer bunny on the team. So it's like, I just do it to, you know, get people fired up. You know, what I'm saying some people it gets to, some people it get, they get really mad, mm-hmm. but I, I still don't care. I still, you know, talk about trash. But um, I don't know. I've but at the same time, I feel like people have, you know, caught on to me talking trash, so they talk trash back. And, you know, it's, it, it worked out so far, you know, up to this point. So We uh, we have a comment here, and Dawn says, what a beautiful smile. Can you give her a smile on there? She loves your smile right there. There you I, go. I, I, smile. There you I, go, I, Dawn. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. All right, so, but do people get mad at you during practice? Like, dude, you're talking too much smack because you're trying to get under their skin. I'm imagining you're talking to some DBs sometimes. Oh, I'm talking to all the DBs, all of them. Oh, yeah. You know, from Micah, Jordan Poirier, you know, Taryn. Right. Uh, and Neil, all, Trey White, I'm talking to all of them. And they, it comes to a point where they talk back. Like, you know, it's like they stand their ground. But it's it's, it's, it's all fun. But, you know, sometimes, you know, it can, it can hit a nerve for some sure. reason and things like that. But nobody really, nobody really gets angry. You know what I'm saying? They, they think about it before. They think about it and then after we are all good. <laughs> Uh, who who is the best at giving it back to you? Uh, the best at giving it back, talking trash. Oh man, I, I, I'm, it's a lot of it's a lot of guys. I would I would have to say is you know Diggs. Hmm. Um, out of the DBs, the one that gives it, you know, I feel like Micah. He attempts a couple. He, he attempts he attempts here and there to talk trash back, but he's he talks like. I feel like to me, he talks the most trash to me out of all of them. The rest of them, they probably right. laugh at me or ignore me. <laughs> if they, and then if they fed up, they'll probably say something back. But Mike is consistent. 
But I think Biggs is the one that gets back every time. I can tell. I can see that. Stefan, yeah. he likes to talk. I see him talking out there. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So Diggs is probably the most, you know, the, the, I get Do it. you um? There's been legendary stories about you know athletes studying their opponents and getting under their skin and talking trash because you know like you study their personal history like something about their girlfriend or yeah. their, you know something. Do you, do you do go that far with your opponents sometimes? No, 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 not not that far. I mean, I talk a little trash in the game. I you know I say a couple things, but nothing too hurtful. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, most of the time I'm not really talking trash, and I'm probably talking trash to my teammates. Like someone, somebody like Dick. You know what I'm saying? During the game, you know passes dropped or you know bad route sure. and i'm like yo you know what like i've seen you get open plenty of times i've seen you catch that pass all you know plenty of times like what are you doing like you don't pay you to do this and it gets it gets them running it gets them going so things like that i see that yeah you so you and i are both aries you were born on april 9th i'm born on april 4th and we are both the same we're both energizer bunnies like you yeah. said i'm the same way like i can't stop going people tell me i need more decaf in my life all right that's the way i am <laughs> Um, has that the way, is that the way you've always kind of been? Have you always been kind of just go, go, go guy? Yeah, always. Um, I don't know. I just, I grew up fast. I run fast. I, I talk fast. I do everything fast. And yep. I feel like, and I just, I'm always on go. So when I'm in practice, I do everything fast. I'm, it's just a lot of things. I just, I got one speed. I tell people all the time. I just got one speed. There's no in between or no slow. It's just one speed. And that speed had to be uh, keeping you still slowed down and and grounded as much by your grandma. I read. Uh, tell me about the influence that that she had in your life and keeping you grounded. Um, she played a big part of my life, you know, from the age of oh, well, not the age, well, since I was born till mm-hmm. I, till now. Um, you know, she kept me grounded. You know, gave me a couple of whoopings here and there, cursed me <laughs> out here and there. You know, grounded me a couple of times, but you know it. She taught me a lot of things, you know, from old to new. She taught me everything in the book that she could possibly can, you know what I'm saying? And some things I just had to learn on my own, you know, just going out in the world and, you know, doing things and learning from learning from mistakes and knowing what I can do good and knowing what I can do bad. Um, but she told me right from wrong, and she, she's done a lot for me, you know, up to this point, and she's still doing a lot for me, you know, even though I'm older and, you know, got some of her, most of her wisdom and things like that, but still going. I uh, so tell me about the uh, the barbecue place. You own a place, or is that what it is? You actually own a barbecue place? Yeah, yeah, in Miami. That's uh, it's awesome. Called, it's called La Thaila Barbecue. That's really cool. What? What? Yeah. How'd you get into that? And what's it like being a restaurant owner? Um, I always I wanted actually two years ago I wanted a food truck, but I knew I I had no idea how to cook, and I didn't know anyone that knew how to cook, so I kind of was kind of stuck there and just the thought of it. You know what I'm saying, but I I came across a mutual. Uh, a friend of mine, he, um, she knew a guy that was, you know, through a mutual friend and kind of brought him to me. It was like, hey, this person knows how to cook, and, you know, make barbecue or whatever. He was from, he's from Austin, Texas. His name is Mel, Mel Rodriguez. He's, he's my partner. And um, I wasn't too sure if he knew how to cook or not. You know, um, he said he was a 20-year pit master. So I kind of like, you know, I said, okay, let's do a little free trial, you know, see if your food's good. Um, so we went, uh, June 20th, we had this little free food giveaway and it was all his cooking and it was like 300, it was like, it's a pandemic going on June. It's still, it was a pandemic going on at the time. It still is, but, um, 300 people came out. It was like with a pandemic, 300 people came out, you know, and it's amazing. It, it was amazing. So I was like, okay, well let's do, you know, let's you know cater first. Let's do, you know, here and there try to get our name out there before we can you know, go into a building. And then after a while, we kind of like 
be kind of like, you know what, it's time for building because, you know, we were making money from it. You know, the future looked bright. You know, he's a great pit master and things like that. So now it's been it's been good so far. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm just learning. Now I'm still learning about how to be a restaurant owner, you know, from hiring, firing, getting employees and all this sure. crazy stuff. So it's, it's been, you know, getting licenses and all this stuff. But it's been cool. It's been fun. You know, I've, I've never really took the time, besides school, I've never really took the time to really learn something you know, that I was right. really interested in, you know, well, not I would, that I really wanted to do, you know, besides football and school, there was nothing else I was really interested in. So now somebody's asking in the chat box what the name it's Latrela Barbecue in Miami. Latrela. Latrela Barbecue. Latrela. Okay. I said say that. Try to say that. All right. So, and a couple more before I get you out of here and I'll let you go. Um, I read that um, you also collect paintings. That's really cool. Um, I cannot, I, okay. I have like, I'm a drummer. I love music. I can do a lot of things in life. I I can't draw. I can't. I draw stick figures. I cannot do anything artistic. So I have to ask you, what makes a good painting? What makes when you look at it? How do you know if it's good? Um, for well, for me, oh man, it's hard. What I I can't. How would I explain it? So I don't know the artist's name, but there's there's a Disney. Um, he he draws art for Disney, but there's a how would I say? There's a picture, right? Let's uh -huh. say the movie Frozen, right? Okay. This is art. I forgot his name. I, I think I seen it in like 2015. I gotta remember. Okay. But um, in 2015, there was this artist, uh, Disney. He's a Disney painter, and say it, it was Frozen, but in Fro, but they they have the main characters. He drew the main characters, but he drew small Disney characters that were from other, like Tinkerbell, Peter Pan. And um, let's say Simba from Lion King, like all those little characters are in that picture as well. Okay. And I thought that was pretty cool. But you got you had to find them. You had to really look because they were small. You had to, you had to really look. Right. For them. But so like things like that are interesting to me. But um, I would say colorful paintings are always you know always cool. Okay. But um, I it's just whatever looks cool to me. I kind of I kind of like collect it. I have an, an antique card that I you know I bought. From down in Miami, and it, it looked pretty cool, and it, you know, it has I just, I just like the way it looked, and I don't know, it's weird. I'm weird, I guess. No, that, no, that's <laughs> I, I think it's super cool, man. I, I, I think anytime you have a passion and you, um, and you just have something that you really love to do, and you know, it just yeah. it occupies your mind and your time, and it's really cool. And and like I said, I, I have respect for it because it's I can't do it at all. My son is six, and he's a, a really good drawer, and I cannot yeah. draw. You know, I just do stick figures. Like I said, it's crazy. So. It's, it's, it, it's kind of hard to explain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just it's just something I, I'm into. You know what I'm saying? Not saying I'm a you know big freak on photo. I mean, not photos, but like paintings and things like sure. that. Sure, I do enjoy a good painting. No, there's no doubt. All right, last one. I always ask my guests this. Um, if I took your iPod or your music, whatever you use, and I put it on shuffle, what is the most likely artist or band or group to come up? Sam Smith. Sam Smith? Yeah. That's, like my, favorite, that's my favorite person ever. Why do you like Sam Smith so much? Uh, it, the guy can sing. Yeah, me. absolutely. He can. Um, but it keeps me calm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I listen to before the game. Beautiful. Um you know, when I'm before bed or any, you know, any, any time I get, you know, to listen to something that calls me down, I'm not really into, I'm, I'm into rap. Of course I am. I'm into rap, but you know, I just feel like his music keeps me calm. It keeps me level-headed. You know it keeps me, you know, when I come home, I don't want to be all amped up from practice and things like that. 
So I kind of listen to him and things like that. And some of his, you know, some, you know, most of the, most of the songs he's made are very touching. You know what I'm saying, yeah. I'm, I'm not always, you know, I'm not always a I'm kind of a kind-hearted guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not always a, a macho man and things like that. So I just, you know, listen to that just to keep me level headed. Well, listen, man, uh, you're a good guy for coming on this. Uh, we can't get in the locker room to talk to you guys this year, so I appreciate um, you know this form, and I appreciate you taking your time here on a Thursday night. I, I, I thank you for coming on tonight, buddy. No problem. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank you. That is Bill's wide receiver, Isaiah McKenzie, joining us here on South Sports Live. And going to bring in our next guest right now, and that is Chris Ryan. Chris is uh, – he covers the Jets for NJ.com, and he- – Welcome him in. Uh, tough act to follow. I don't know if you uh, collect paintings or have a barbecue place that you own, Chris. But you know, if you have something like that, you can promote it for sure. <laughs> if I did, I would. But unfortunately, not. I, I don't know if I can keep up with uh, Isaiah right there. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Listen, uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, thanks for sticking around there while I was chatting up with Isaiah. So let's talk about the New York Jets here. This is a team. Obviously, the season has not gone the way they had hoped. I think maybe the way some expected, maybe not 0-6. Uh, this wasn't a loaded roster coming in, but how much of a level of, is 0-6 and, and where they are a disappointment amongst, you know, if, compared to the expectations that maybe the fans had or even internally? It, it's certainly a disappointment, especially when you, you consider the fact that they finished 6-2 uh, and two in their final eight games last year. So they kind of thought they would build out that a little bit. Uh, they had a tough schedule out of the game, which maybe you wouldn't expect them to be over 500, but it, it's just been the way they've lost. Uh, they haven't uh, been within a possession in any of their games so far. Every game they've been out of pretty quickly at halftime, um, and it, they just haven't looked competitive in any facet of the game so far. And I think that's the most disappointing part of what they've gone through so far. So they're in a situation now where it seems like they understand what their fate is. Uh, they've obviously traded Jamal Adams. They've let go of Le'Veon Bell. Um, they're trading other parts. I can't believe they even got a piece for uh, the, the linebacker they traded uh, mm-hmm. the last couple of days. What was his name again? Um, Jordan uh, Willis. Jordan, yeah, I can't even believe they got uh, something back mm-hmm. for him. But this is a situation where they're obviously selling off parts. So where is the organization right now as far as what the aim is for the rest of 2020? And I say that delicately because you don't want to say a team wants to lose. You never say they're tanking necessarily, but are they okay with being the top pick and getting Trevor Lawrence or do they want to try and, you know, win as many games as possible here? They do want to win games at this point still. And especially given that Adam Gase is probably coaching for his job at this point. I don't think going 0-16 is going to help him in any way. Um, And same with Sam Darnold. I mean, if they get that top pick, his time might be over at New York if they end up getting that go with Trevor Lawrence. So they they both have a lot lot to prove. And kind of just as the roster as a whole, uh, development has to be the key for them now. Uh, They might get Denzel Mims, uh, their 2022nd round pick, on this week for the first time. So they've been really excited to get him back uh, after a couple of hamstring injuries kind of uh, derailed his early season. Um, And for the rest of it, it's just about – Getting those young players reps and trying to see what they have and what they can build around uh, going into a pretty important offseason. How about Sam Darnold in his uh, practice week? I know he's missed a couple of games here. He's been limited. What's he look like for Sunday? Uh, still up in the air. I, I think it's going to depend on how he feels tomorrow uh, going into that practice. I imagine they'll try to make a decision before the weekend just to give uh, Joe Flacco or Sam proper time to repair and be in the mindset of being the starter. But um, at this point, uh, it could go either way. Now, the kicker is also hurt, I saw. What's the plan there? Is he going to be able to play? Will they have to bring somebody else in? Uh, it, it sounds like he's going to be fine. Uh, they can injure his groin in practice on Wednesday. They held him out today. Um, it didn't sound like they were too concerned about his availability. They have an uh, extra kicker on the practice squad if they need him. So 
you bump them up. But at this point, I don't think it should be too big of an issue. All right, I, I love talking about the 2018 uh, draft class. And of course, that includes Sam Darnold. That includes Josh Allen. Uh, I've always said this, and you tell me if – I'm going to give you commentary. You tell me if you agree with this. I've said this a lot, which is if Josh Allen had been drafted by the Jets and Sam Darnold had been drafted by the Bills, I think Josh Allen would be a disaster right now. And I think Sam Darnold would be on a pretty good trajectory because of the organizations and their development and their philosophy and the way they've handled you know, each player and what they built, not just even the parts around them, just kind of how they've approached building that particular player. Do you agree with that? I do. Um, I, I think that's a big part of it. And Sam Darnold played his rookie year under Todd Bowles, immediately got a new coach at Adam Gase. Um, and then and then a combination of that and injuries for him, it's just kind of been a disaster development, developmentally-wise for him in terms of staying on the field and trying to show that he's ready to take the next step. And you have to wonder if he landed in a different place, would he be in a better situation right now? Yeah, and now that he is in this situation, you've seen him for three and a half years, are there people still in his corner that want him to be? And I would imagine there are, but what's the tug of war maybe right now between, hey, he's still the guy we need to build around him versus I think we've at least exhausted this and he just wasn't the right fit at the right time, so we need to move on no matter what. There's lots of people who have faith in him that he can develop into the right player for this franchise going forward. Um, I, I think when they continue to build and put weapons around him, they try to upgrade the offensive line over the summer to uh, get him better protection and uh, I, I think it's just going to be a matter of if he can show that he's ready to take that next step. And that, again, going back to what we talked about before, that will probably be the most important part of their final 10 games. Chris Ryan joining me here from NJ.com. He covers the Jets. Go, Chris, is it no no doubt slam dunk if this team gets the number one pick, they're taking Trevor Lawrence and he will be the new quarterback? It, it, would you say at that point that is the case? And what if they don't and they get a th second, third pick and it's maybe a Justin Fields or someone, would they still consider doing that and moving on from Sam? If it's the number one pick and they don't trade, I think there's no way I'd be taking for Lawrence. I think he, he's a traditional quarterback, and if you have the chance to take him and you don't have an offer on the table that's blowing your socks off, I, I think you need to go that way to get what you can for Darnold and uh, start building around Lawrence because he would fit the trajectory of this team of when they might be competitive again. Um, if you go beyond the first pick, um, I, I don't think they would add another quarterback in the top five. I think they'd be happier sticking with Darnold and trying to add another high-end piece around him. Um, I, I think Lawrence is just the exception at the top of the draft. Now, the draft this past year, you just saw, talked about Mims a little bit. Haven't been able to see him much, but we have seen Mekhi Becton. And at least if there's some, if there's some positive or glimmer of hope, hope, I think that he's looked good when he's played. And, of course, he did have the injury a few weeks ago, but I think he's looked pretty good so far. He, he might be the real lone bright spot of this season yeah. so far. When he's been on the field, I mean, he's steamrolling guys. He's good in run, run blocking. He's good in pass protection. I, I mean, he just looks the part of what you want on the left tackle. And uh, for a guy who's only a couple months into his NFL career without any offseason uh, workouts to go through, um, I don't think the Jets have asked for anything more with their top pick. They have a bye coming up in a few weeks. Is that the time to make a coaching change? Do you see the ownership riding with Adam Gase for the rest of the year so they don't have to you know, honor his salary and don't have to just make a switch? And who are you going to go to, Greg Williams, after what happened? I don't know. Um, or do, do they make the switch You know, when they get a chance here in the middle of the season? I, I think you're going to make a change. It would be that week. I mean, just to give the players, the new coaching staff, a maximum amount of time to go through and you know implement changes and get ready for the next game. Um, if they don't win a game before then, if they remain uncompetitive, I, I just don't see how that can keep it status quo and keep Gase around through the end of the year. It, it, it's just, it wouldn't be fair to the players, it wouldn't be fair to the fans, and frankly, it wouldn't be fair to Gase to have him continue going out there and 
uh, just not getting anything done. And for all parties involved, it might just be the best move to move on. All right. Now, tonight we have Giants and Eagles. What's it like in New York right now? In New Jersey, I should say. People in Buffalo get – you can't say New York because it's the oh, – yeah. <laughs> right? But um, what's it like covering New York Jets slash New York Giants football uh, right now given the state of the two franchises? It's bizarre. I mean, I feel like it's been going this way for a few years now. I, I, it's kind of just a ripple effect. I've said maybe the Yankees, almost every team in this area is kind of going through a rough patch or a rebuild or – something i mean it's just kind of a for all the greatness that you might associate with new york sports it's really a downtime for the for the area so um but i mean in terms of football teams i don't think it's ever looked worse than it has right now and you know as you can imagine not a ton of hope on either side all right chris thank you very much i really appreciate you joining me here uh, tonight and enjoy the other game tonight that's uh, going to be with the other new york team i know both teams and both fan bases are kind of looking at their quarterbacks really interestingly right now. So we'll look at Daniel Jones like that tonight too. So thanks a lot for doing this. I really appreciate it. No problem. Anytime, Sal. All right. Thank you. That is uh, Chris Ryan. He is with NJ.com and covers the New York Jets. All right. So before we head on out of here, we do have a Thursday night game tonight. It is not the debate that's going on as well. We do have the Giants and the Eagles, one and five against one, four and one. And yet both teams are like a game or a game and a half out of the division lead because the Dallas Cowboys are two and four and in the lead in the division. The Bills, they play the Jets uh, this week. They play the Patriots the following week. And I want to set up a scenario for all of you before I head on out of here, okay? By the way, I'm going to take, I think I'm going to take the Eagles tonight. I think that's what I'm going to do. I don't know what the, the line is. I'll get this for you here in a second. But I think I'm going to take the Eagles tonight. But the Bills, I want to set up a scenario for you. Think about this. The Bills beat the Jets, which they should do. They'll get to five and two. The Patriots could lose the 49ers. That would put the Patriots at two and four. The following week, Tua starts for the first time for the Dolphins. They take on the Rams. I think that's a tough game. I think the Rams probably beat them. They go to three and four. Bills play the Patriots. If those three outcomes happen and the Bills beat the Patriots, the Bills would have basically a three and four game lead in the division in, in October. In November, in early November. Pretty remarkable to think about considering what just happened the last two weeks for the Buffalo Bills. Just putting that in your brain, putting that out there, because that is a scenario to keep you happy and keep you thinking about where this season still can go for the Buffalo Bills. In the meantime, before I go, got one last thing. Oh, yeah. What is the uh, line tonight? We got Eagles, I think, are going to be favored by a few here. I'm looking on my app right now. Giants, Eagles, Eagles by five. You know what? I think the Giants might keep it a little closer than that. I'll take the Eagles to win. I think I'll take the Giants plus the points, but wouldn't be surprised if it. If the Eagles were, it would be one I wouldn't touch, actually. Uh, 44 and a half. I'm going to go over. I think we're going to have a few more points than that scored here in the uh, Thursday night game. Here's the other thing. Uh, you see here, finally, I got my uh, my real men wear pink, and I'm going to boost this one more time. Maybe even the next week's the last week. It's October. It's the last time we can do this. I got to my goal, $2,500. Thank you very much for all of you who donated to my real men wear pink campaign. But let's get it going. I got one week left for to request a cameo from me. One week left to request a cameo. Go to my Twitter page. It's my pinned tweet. If you want me to give a shout out, a, a video to somebody, a birthday video, a graduation, a thank you, a whatever, a, um, hey, talk smack to your fantasy football fellow owners, do that. It's at my, it's at Cameo. It's on my Twitter page. Request it. It's 50 bucks and all of it goes towards my Real Men Wear Pink campaign through the American Cancer Society to help raise money to fight breast cancer. So thank you very much for all of you who've helped me hit my goal of $2,500. You are the best. I really appreciate it. And oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, if you do 
donate just $2,500, I'm sorry, just $25, not $2,500. If you donate $25, you are entered into the ultimate at-home tailgate that the real uh, that the Real Men Wear Pink campaign and the American Cancer Society are doing for the Bills and Patriots game on November 1st. The ultimate at-home tailgate giveaway, only $25 donation enters you in to win it. And when you get this, you get a home watch party for up to 10 people, which includes a whole bunch of stuff. Bill's sweatshirt, um, cookie tray, four, four shirts from 26 shirts, a Bill's shaped, uh, buffalo-shaped cutting board, a Josh Allen, what is it? Uh, Art Fungo, it says. Jim Kelly autographed football. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Check it out. But again, $25 is all you got to do to donate to my Real Men Wearing Pink campaign. And that's the ultimate at-home tailgate giveaway that uh, is going to happen through the American Cancer Society. You'll be registered and entered to win. So do that for me. Enjoy tonight. Enjoy the debate. We're going to watch that. We'll see. And the Bills and the Jets on Sunday. I'll be with John Murphy and Steve Tasker on the radio call. And of course, I'll be on tomorrow on WGR at 7 a.m. with Howard and Jeremy breaking it all down, giving an injury report for the Bills and talking about the weekend as we go forward. By the way, 75 Close to 80 degrees tomorrow. The final day, we're going to actually have some really nice weather. Take the day off. Go play golf. Do something like that. I'll talk to you. Thanks a lot for joining me on South Sports Live. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.